Live from the Motor City, all the way to the Volunteer State, it's time for the Reckless Speculation Podcast, where we recklessly speculate the latest news in the world of sports, from college football to NASCAR. We've got you covered. And don't forget to stick around for the world-famous Bet Your Nuts, where we will give you your best bets to make the most money. Now sit back, grab your favorite drink of choice, and join Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, and Tom Sloan. It's showtime! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Reckless Speculation. This is our NFL kickoff show. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the NFL, particularly a couple of games we saw this past week. So um, without further ado, let's introduce some of the panel here. Uh, our brains are, you know, Wizard of Oz behind the operation, Tom Salone. Welcome. I'm behind the curtain. Behind I've stepped the away curtain. from behind the curtain. <laughs> Mr. Chain, what is up, my friend? How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Doing good. Ready for uh, uh, this NFL week. What is it? Week 12? 14. Week, week 14? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah a big, big matchup with uh, my uh, fighting Detroit Lions going into uh, Soldier Field to face yeah. uh, your former quarterback in Justin Fields. So it should be a good game. Looking forward to that. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, and we'll bring on Robbie Davis because he is he is here and has a short time with us tonight. But uh, what's going on, Robbie? Yeah, so uh, it is week 14, also known as Raj Week in my world. So <laughs> uh, Raj and I face off this week in fantasy football. So yeah, gotta gotta start prepping my guys for that, and then next week to end the season, I got that bum Dave, and so looking forward to riding out the season on a winning note. All right, and for once on time, Mister Raj Meta, what's going on, brother? Bro, hotel life, trying to rig anything I can, and. It's looking brutal out here. Tissues will, and remotes. I love the decor in the back. That, that's fancy certain. It's great. Yes, this is the suite at La Quinta Inn. So oh, the no. business med suite. Yeah, I couldn't turn on the uh, the titty lamp, whatever it is, because nice. it'll be the light behind me. Um, I don't know what that is. And uh, yeah, apparently you're not supposed to have light. I've learned that from watching Hollywood. Yeah, not in the back, in the front. You want light in the front, right? Light in the front. So, yeah, I've learned that. All right, let's uh, let's dive right into it. Um, this this Eagles 49ers game. A uh, little bit of a shock, a little bit of not a shock. What do you think, Raj? What what do you think? You know, the 49ers having Trent Williams and Debo back. Was that the key factor, or was it having Brock Purdy? Um, I think all of the above. You know, we've talked about with Trent Williams and Debo, they are undefeated at 9-0. and um, You know, the, the best left tackle in the game, uh, unquestionably in my opinion. And 
Uh, just probably the most versatile guy uh, in the slot. You can play him all over. He's like a big tight end. He's fast. Uh, he's just made of glass. That's the only problem. But when they play, it just changes so much of what they can do. Uh, not to mention, you know, a great OL and a, and a guy named C-Mac. But, um, yeah, I mean, Purdy, he really impressed that day. And and it's obvious to me and others that Jalen Hurts is not right. Um, he still threw for 300 at one TD, uh, ran for 20 and another TD. I think Tom can verify, but he has something like 15 rushing TDs. Uh, but the Niners just showed balance all over the place. Um, you know, Debo four for one sixteen, two TDs. Kittle four for sixty eight or something. Um, it, it's just uh, it was really impressive. But also on you know defensively, they they looked like the Niners of old. Uh, you know they were great on third down, and um, Philly just looked hapless. I I was. I was pretty amazed overall. Um, just a great game by San Francisco. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree on that. Um, Tom, all the hype on this game, and did it feel kind of like a dud to you? Like that San Francisco was so dominant and Philly has been this, you know, kind of pigeon on a pedestal, like they're the they're the mecca of NFL, or is this just how the NFL is? Like one day you're you're on top, one day you're on the bottom. Well, I think I think we can all agree the last probably four weeks, Philly's been playing with house money. Um, they've been uh, a second half squad. Uh, Against Buffalo, they were down 17-7 at half. They fight fight back. They go to overtime and end up getting the win. Uh, Buffalo can't cash in in the red zone, kick a field goal. Say, uh, Philly goes down and wins it. So I think they've been they've been playing with fire the last few weeks. And uh, one topic that they don't want you to discuss in Philadelphia is Jalen Hurts' knee. Uh, anytime you bring it up, interviews over. Uh, I do think that's a thing, uh, and and it has affected Jalen Hurts from really uh, pulling the ball back and, and taking off outside of the two-yard line where Raji has 12 rushing touchdowns on the season. Um, Apologies. So, so I think that his inability, for whatever reason, uh, to uh, make plays with his legs – has kind of made that offense predictable. And here's another thing. Uh, there's been a guy out for the last month, Dallas Goddard. He comes back this week. I <laughs> think that's it. a huge, uh, huge loss, or it was a huge loss, a lot like Mark Andrews is with Baltimore. Um, so we're going to see how much that affects him this week going up against Dallas. But – uh, Philadelphia's uh, secondary is atrocious. I think they're the 27th ranked uh, 28th. defense, 28th. Um, so they lost. They lost CJ Gardner Johnson last last year, who was kind of a, a catalyst on that defense. And then they lost um, Mike. With it's Epps, he's playing for the uh, uh, Raiders. The Raiders. Now. He got yeah, hurt last so week though, but he's been. He huge. was he was kind of their um, their spark plug in defense. Those guys are gone. 
So, uh, and, and they haven't been able to recover from that. So I think what we saw last week and what we could possibly see this week is the reality of the Eagles. I, I think they're a little bit better than the Lions, but they're, they're definitely not um, at the top of the class as they were probably last year. But uh, I, the bubble, the bubble burst, and I think it's going to continue to uh, uh, falter to the ground uh, this Sunday. Okay. That being said, Robbie, fully healthy both teams, San Francisco or the Eagles. Who do you like? Um, so I'm still believing the Eagles. I think this was uh, – you ask is like this just how the NFL is. Yes, it is. And as uh, a Titans fan, there's games where I'm like, there's no way we're going to win these. And we'll just win them. And it, a lot of it is the schedule. Look, these people are humans. And the Eagles leading up to this was Dallas at Kansas City and Buffalo. Those are three huge games. They've got a two-game lead in the NFC, two-game lead in the division. This just seemed like a the coaches are tired, the players are tired, and just one of those letdown games. Kind of a formality. Yeah, just you, you got some breathing room and um, more than a letdown, dude. They got the yeah. balls stomped on. Well, well, Rex, so Rex Ryan on Get Up the other day was saying, like they weren't even hiding what defense they were in. Like from the <clears throat> get go, it was like that's cover two, that's cover four, no disguise. It just seemed like, yeah, I mean, I think it was one of those games where. It was competitive for the first half. And I think they just ran out of gas, and then they just got boat raised. Okay. Uh, they have a they have a one game lead now. Um, in that. Yeah. Right now. now. Yeah. yeah that it was game. a two, two right. game after lead. Yeah, two game lead coming into that game. Yeah. Right. But don't they but, play yeah. each other coming up? Philly plays Dallas this week. This week. Yep. Yeah. This oh, week, which is going to be a going to be Dallas, a, a big huh? game, but. No, I, I tend to agree uh, with you, Robbie. I, I think it was just um, just a lack of enthusiasm or gumption, if you will. It, it was just ho-hum, just get out there and, you know, be a TV show for a minute. Uh, it, they just look unenthusiastic. Uh, hey. I know San Francisco, on the other hand, they had a little bit of redemption. They they needed to get back at them. They were like, we got our boys back, and we're going to dominate you. And I, I mean, there's a reason they, why, essentially, I mean, the, the line was Niners minus two and a half, which is essentially five and a half. Like, Vegas right. knew something coming into this. That For sure. This isn't going to be well, a heavyweight like fight. I, like I said, you know, the question I posed to you, a healthy San Francisco versus a healthy – you know, Eagles team, if you if you take that to the Super Bowl, my opinion, San Francisco is going to be favored by four. Yeah. Uh, in that well, game. so I think the San Francisco has – San Francisco's slot receiver is better than Philly's. So, Juwan Jennings is better than Philly's slot. Right. Nickel Where did Juwan Jennings go to school? Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. All right. Quick, one quick the, the Niners exploited that every big third down. It went to Jawan Jennings. Quick roundtable, really quickly. Is San Francisco? Give me a yes or no answer. I'm gonna start with you, Tom. I'll go to Raj and then Robbie. 
Is San Francisco 49ers the best team in the NFL? Absolutely. Raj? Robbie? Not in top two. Not in the top two. I say they are. So uh, that's three reckless. one. Robbie, Robbie is the wheel. Robbie is uh, pulling for the Titans, apparently, <laughs> to, to make it in there. So. Wild card, still a chance. Vision, <laughs> yeah. still a chance. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get there. So let's let's move on before we digress any further. Uh, what the hell happened with the Packers and the Chiefs? Jordan Love pulled this out. Uh, or did, like... We talked about, you know, the the making of the Packers quarterbacks, you know, several shows ago. I don't know, maybe a year ago even, um, of, of how they have a system and where they sit quarterbacks, they learn from veterans, and then they show up and, you know, maybe start slow for Jordan Love, a little slow start. Uh, but he, he seems to be – pretty on top of his game. And I mean, he can, he can manage a game and, and control it, um, especially against, uh, I know it was at home, um, but still. Chiefs defense is Kansas City Chiefs legit. defense is, is no joke. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Tom, let's go to you. What do you, what did you make of this game? What do, what do you think of Jordan Love and the Packers at this point? Well, well, I got to see um, firsthand – uh, how um, I don't know what what's going on here. I got to see firsthand how um, Jordan Love has gotten, how much he's improved um, at tennis at the uh, Thanksgiving game. I mean, the first the first uh, play of the game went for fifty. Um, excuse me, I have to log off. So uh, Robbie has. Rob, Robbie, keep keep going. I have to fix something. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what's what. Yeah, what's going on here? Her, she's the problem. It's her. This Kansas. She City, has a song about that, right? Yeah, I'm Kansas the problem. City, it's me. Kansas City is not focused. <laughs> like Travis Kelsey's not focused. They're all trying to be many celebrities. I told you this would backfire. Yes, no, I, I, I know I, that's I hard for you to admit, Rob. Yeah. Rob is he a, is a uh, huge Swifty, huge, huge. Swifty. Yeah, I, I every time she's at the game and get I, I, this is I, nothing I, but a distraction. No, yeah, it's a huge like Brit Patrick Mahomes is distracted because Brittany Mahomes is up there with Taylor in the hey, booth. All the ESPN girl- and CBS they're showing yes. Taylor Swift more than the game. Like, yeah, the, it is a problem. It's yes, ridiculous. The, so, NFL viewership, Kelsey it, jerseys. If the uh, if, if our fantasy trading deadline it. wasn't already passed, I'd trade Kelsey. I want him off my team. Like I'm so I wasted my second round pick on him. Like it, they're 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 not playing football right now like they should. Um they are not so, gonna trade Kelsey, but no, I would trade Kelsey. No, I'm saying I would trade Kelsey if my, on my fantasy team. No, Kansas City's not gonna trade him. I would trade him. But <laughs> Um, but no, but no, yes, Jordan Love is following the Packers. Well, Blueprint, let's, right? let's not get ahead of ourselves. It, it's it's a it's a couple of games, but he has gotten tremendously better from Each start game. of the season to right now. Each game he gets yeah. better. Mm-hmm. To where where the Packers are dangerous right now. 
if Dude, they get in this thing, if they make the playoffs, that is a team you do not want to play as a pack. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, but yeah, the Chiefs, they're 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 so distracted. They're they're many celebrities now. Yeah. It, that 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 whole yeah. Yeah, Raj, it, it, let's elaborate on that, Rod. Or, sorry, Tom, you were going to say something? No, I, I apologize, guys, having some technical difficulties. All of a sudden, something started playing. So, um, But, no, I mean, real quick, sorry to interrupt. Um, you could see his development against Detroit, um, albeit Detroit's secondary is suspect, to say the least. But um, his maturing first play from scrimmage goes for a 50-yard pass that he – you know, it, it took the wind out of Ford Field. So that shows me his development and how far he's come. Uh, the last three weeks, he's been the reason why they've won these games. And uh, playing at home at Lambeau is no no easy task. So uh, for the opponents, in uh, Kansas City is, has, you know, a lot like Philadelphia. They've been um, – What is that, Rod? You're, you're, you're sorry, dude. dude. That is the, the loudest thing. I forgot, bro. I'm like, <laughs> you're so. I'm going. To, uh, I'm going for the, for those who just, for those who are listening, Rod, just, just take put your mute on yeah. next time yeah. you do yeah. tic tacs. Okay, yeah. just in, mute it. Can't <laughs> help it, dude. Just to make a long, make a long story short. I'm on my stupid phone. To make a long story short, the the Chiefs are a lot like the Eagles. They've been on thin ice, uh, barely winning, and uh, I think this is an indication of trouble ahead for the Chiefs. So, um, and I think there's too much distraction uh, outside of the football field, and it, it it's showing. So, hey, um, yeah. Can I quickly on them? Uh, people don't give enough credit to Joe Barry and that defense turning around. Um, they've climbed up to ninth in the league in scoring defense at uh, 20.3 points per game. Offensive line as well. Uh, they're getting much better in front of him, even without Bakhtiari, who seems to be always hurt. But, you know, Elton Jenkins, jet, Josh Myers, and, of course, yeah, well, uh, you guys know who the right guard is on Green Bay, a former Titan, big John Runyon. Uh, he's still playing. And, um, yeah, I mean, it just – everybody's settling in, which is quite remarkable considering all these new receivers. I mean, everyone's new to him, but rookie tight end and Musgrave from Oregon State. Jaden Reed, who's appeared and started blowing it out. Uh, Christian Watson's coming on now, but they've kind of had a next-man-up approach um, all over the offensive side of the field. But defensively, they are really, really playing well. And um, like you guys said, that's uh, that's a tough team. I don't I don't want to face that team. They're kind of like Jacksonville last year, you know, starting to come together for a yeah. young team that has no fear and you know nothing to lose. Spe- speaking of still playing, did, did anyone have an idea Jimmy Graham still plays in the NFL? I just saw that as a tight end, like third string for the Saints, which is what like yeah where he, he came caught- up. He caught some passes yeah. against Detroit, and I was like, "Whoa!" He caught, yeah, he caught a pass for a touchdown. Yeah, I was like, "He still plays in the NFL?" Yeah, he's trying to make his, you know, five hundred grand or eight hundred grand, whatever he's getting. Uh, no, but here's the thing: like, 
I look at Jordan Love and the way I analyze quarterbacks is how they read progressions, right? Like if you're a cerebral guy or if you're a systematic guy, like, mm. all right, look one, throw this, you know, number one is going to be a. He he is Short actually. Hand, uh, are you a Titans quarterback or are you not a Titans quarterback? <laughs> that, that's also that's also true. No, but but love uh, watching him the last I don't know probably three four games. He he's really really gotten into to reading a defense and and checking down and going through progressions, not just one and two, but he's hitting three and and even reaching to that check down on four. Uh, without bailing. So uh, I think he's got a bright future there in, in Green Bay. I, I think he's a little underrated. Um, I don't know what Green Bay's doing, but they need to produce quarterbacks. And Yeah, it looks like they hit the lottery again with that formula. Yeah, uh, dude. You're right. I think he's going to be sneaky good um, in the next coming years. So, uh, all right, enough about that. Let's talk – Let's talk our top five NFL teams right now. Um, we'll go to you, Tom, first. Who do you have as it stands? No games left right now. Top five. Well, right now, uh, like I mentioned, you know, you you, you posed the question a few minutes ago about San Francisco. Um, it, they're firing on all cylinders. Uh, so they're clearly um, right now my pick. Uh, I'll go Philly based on their 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 schedule. They're ten and two. Uh, I think with Goddard coming back, I I, I really believe that that could give uh, Jalen Hurts a bit of a security blanket. We'll say uh, so that 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 could possibly uh, uh, bode well for them. I three. I got the Dolphins. I I, I just think that that offense is very dynamic. And their defense is really starting to show up, although with the loss of uh, Jalen Phillips a couple weeks ago with a with a uh, Achilles injury, uh, kind of really uh, hurt them in a way. But uh, Bradley Chubb's been playing good. Jalen Ramsey's been all over the field. So I I like that team. Uh, I, and it, they all go based on Mike McDaniel, their coach. If you haven't been watching uh, Hard Knocks, uh, I suggest you do. It might be as good as the Lions uh, uh, season. So uh, number four, the Cowboys, albeit they really haven't faced anybody too uh, tough. And I, that comes to an end this week We're, with the Philly uh, coming in. But uh, mainly a lot of their wins have come against uh, teams below 500. But Dak has been good. That whole team has been good. Uh, that branch or Blanche who's got five pick sixes. Uh, he's had a great season, so mm -hmm. they've been uh, really bringing it. And uh, number five, I've I've got the Ravens. And what scares me Whoa. about Baltimore, what scares me about Baltimore is not having Mark Andrews. Uh, that is Lamar's go-to guy. So really what's going to have to happen, Lamar's going to have to make some more plays with his legs. But that defense – that defense that they have is next level. And I think it's a good enough defense to really power them. So their offense, even if they don't have a good day, their defense can get them through. And uh, as far as the AFC is concerned, 
Uh, it's them in in Miami, but I, I do like the Ravens. Great Dude, takes, you, you by the way. But... Great, yeah, you bring up a great point on the Ravens. They're sneaky nine and three right now. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're right at the top of the division. Um, their defense rivals, you know, the, the historic defense in two thousand and ten. Yeah, but no, I had two questions. Well, Tom, you nailed Dallas. By the way, uh, we're about to find out a lot about them with Philly at the Bills, at the Dolphins, and then Detroit at home. Mm-hmm. So we're about to find out what's up with this same old uh, yeah. Cowboys or not. But then I was going to ask you, where is Detroit? They've got to be sixth or something on yours. I I would think they're six or seven. They're they're not getting the pass rush that they need. They just lost Aleem McNeil. He went to the IR. He's been oh, kind no. of their their uh, unsung hero in that defensive line. So um, the secondary shaky. So they're going to have to score points, and um, they might be able to get away with it with the the next few opponents outside of Dallas. Um, but long term, we'll see. Um, but you know they got up to a big lead against New Orleans, but it, they had to hang on thanks to that defense. So I would say six or seven. What would make you happy at this point in terms of their outlook? First, second round playoff win, um, home playoff win. And, and competitive beyond that. Don't be embarrassed like they were in 91. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Totally agree. All right. Um, Robbie, your thoughts on your top five. So I actually have the same top five as Tom did. I have them in different order, though. I, as I previously said, I have Philly. I still think um, – They've got the most weapons and the most unstoppable play when push comes to shove. Ah, see what I did there? Did y'all see that? Mm. Well done. Uh, I've got Miami second. I think they've got the most explosive passing offense. Um, I've got San Francisco third. I think they've got the most diverse weapons. I I know I know statistics say one thing, and all the metrics say one thing. I still don't trust Brock Purdy. I'm just not there yet. Just call me skeptic. Uh, I got Baltimore four. I've got Dallas five. But I've got Dallas ready to drop on Sunday night. Uh, I've got I've got KC and Detroit waiting in the wings. Probably Detroit over KC. But so Philly, Miami, San Fran, Baltimore, and Dallas. Nice. Raj? Uh, just quickly, uh, San Francisco, number one. Uh, I love the Dolphins at number two. I agree with Tom. Losing Jalen Phillips really hurt them. He, he was a hybrid in so many different ways, kind of like a blend of all three levels of defense and tough injuries throughout his career, uh, quit football for two years, transferred to the U, and he's a freak when he's healthy, but he doesn't seem to be healthy. Um, you feel bad for him, but that's still just an amazing – team with an amazing weapons Jalen Ramsey back there uh, Javon Holland Chivo is, is that guy's insane just playmakers everywhere um, Baltimore at number three mainly because of the defense um, you know Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson but yeah they've got a lot to prove there's no doubt about it um, the defense like I said four I've Dallas uh, for now, and number five, I have Kansas City because 
they are Kansas City. Nice. I'm I'm similar, um, but different. So uh, I'll I'll go 49ers, Dolphins, Cowboys, Eagles, Chiefs. That's how I read it. And the Chiefs was a close. I almost put the Browns ahead of the Chiefs. Is that oh, weird? Oh shit. I forgot the Philly. Is yeah. that weird? I almost put the Browns ahead of the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, they the have quarterback situation. I, it's a quarterback, quarterback situation. Dude, so everything else on the Browns is firing on all cylinders. They Their look defense is so historically good. dominant right now. So good right now. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. So then, you know, it, it was it was tough, but because What's funny of Mahomes, is, oh, I'm sorry. If they had Baker Mayfield right now. Uh, they'd be you know, ahead of the chief for me. Things. Yeah, they be would be there, dude. Providing things had you know. If they, they had Ryan Tannehill, they'd vibes. be ahead of the chief. Uh, don't get crazy. But that Flacco didn't worse. look bad last week. Uh, uh, he hasn't. That's what I'm saying. He <laughs> dude, he he Flacco come off. Can come he in. got off he a flight. Win another Super Bowl, you know. Defense is monstrous. That's about it, man. Yeah. So. All right, um, that was a good topic. Let's let's uh, kind of transition to let's let's do something like most dynamic top. I don't know three to five guys, most dynamic players in the NFL. Um, could be like a you know Tyreek Hill or you know something of that nature. Who who actually changes the game? Whether it be not necessarily stats, but like eye tests. Like, who do you see on the field that is a wrecking ball that just changes the, the whole game for the defense? That you have to game plan around for that guy. Yeah, absolutely. You have to game plan. Uh, Rosh, you go first. Um, you know, we talked about this that it's just not like the best player, but uh, you know, dynamic in. in for me, it's multidimensional. It's everything. It's speed. It's toughness. It's yak. It's, um, you, you know, somebody like Taysom Hill that that can play three different positions, including quarterback, and I'm pretty sure he can kick the fucking ball. Um, or, you know, Jalen, it, it's when he's healthy, he really does it all. He can make every throw. And, you know, I, I say this all the time. From the two-yard line out, because uh, the guy can squat a house. It's over. They yeah. just, it's over. It, it's the same fucking play. And that's why he has 11 rushing TDs. But, um, you know, guys like that, that can, that can catch, you, you know, do everything. But, you know, lately some DBs, uh, Daryl Stingley Jr. of uh, Daryl or Derek, I can't, Derek. Yeah. Um, damn, dude, he has just been miraculous lately. Some of the plays he's making and, and Ramsey's back, you know, to the same old ways. But, um, you know, Garrett, it, it's just unholy what, what some of these guys can do. But, yeah, for me, it's not just the speed aspect. It's, it's like what we said. It, it's, it's guys that you have to game plan for. It's easy mm -hmm. to say Lamar. Um, but Those know, are the want, true MVPs, right? Yeah, the, the, I mean, yeah, that, it's like Debo, right? When he doesn't play, they lose. Yeah, like, I mean, you can do all this – you know, media, MVP, blah, blah, blah. It's always going to be a quarterback or, you know, whatever. But you look at those guys that actually make a difference 
and that you have to game plan around as a coach. As a coach, you know who that player is, right? So Yeah, man. Uh, all right, Tom, who's your guy? Uh, Ross oh, mentioned guys. one of them, uh, and it's Miles Garrett. He's <laughs> – you have to account for him on the field. I mean, you've all seen the – the highlight of him like pretending like he's dribbling between his legs and then he just splits oh, yeah. the old line uh, against the Colts. <laughs> he leaped over the, uh, the right guard. He was playing with them. That wasn't even fair. Blocked a field goal. And then the next possession, he got Minshew sacked him in the end zone for a safety. He's just, he's, he's a machine. Um, uh, my other defensive dynamic player that uh, doesn't get enough credit that I believe and I think it's because of where he plays uh, Eastern Michigan's own Max Crosby Damn, you took um, this this guy is um, he's everything you want in a football player he doesn't take plays off the guy barely practiced uh, last week but he played and he and he I don't think he sat out of play 98 um, percent he did yep. And 98% of the plays being played, I mean, for those that don't know, usually a defensive guy is probably in the 70s on a high-end defensive yep. line, at rush, uh, rush edge, way lower. Um, yep. This dude plays yep. the whole game. He's got a motor. And then a, another guy that Raj mentioned too, uh, Debo, Sam, Debo Samuel, I, he took a, a ball, was basically a, a – a, a, a bailout, Purdy throw, 10 yards, and he took it for 65 for a touchdown. His speed, his versatility, he can come out of the backfield. He can run post routes. This guy run is blocking. He's, he's and like we said earlier, uh, 9-0 when he's in the lineup, uh, he's he's incredible, and he's a, he's a guy that can change uh, the perspective of game. So I, I those three guys, you know um, – Without the, you know, speaking of the obvious, Tyreek Hill, but sure, sure, um, yeah, yeah these, we're these we're looking outside of those. Or, like, sure. Micah Parsons, yep. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. The, not the All player. right, Robbie, what do you got? Um, so uh, I didn't look outside the obvious. I've got, uh, <laughs> I missed the assignment. Tennessee, I've, just so I've got, literal, dude. Uh, obviously Tyreek Hill, who I honestly. Thing, even though you know he says two is the best pass for the football, the most accurate that he's ever been a part of. I think if Tyreek would have stayed with Patrick Mahomes, he could have the greatest numbers in NFL history as a wide out. That was just so dangerous. Um, he's still dangerous with Tua, but Mahomes just seems to stay healthier. But this new offense with Tua seems to be great. Um Obviously, Garrett, Micah Parsons is my defensive guys, both freaks. You got it. Like, uh, and Crosby is a good thing. I was watching, speaking of hard knocks, uh, just started the first season and saw Mike McDaniel talking about uh, Crosby and having to defend for him. Um, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, just the, the freaking nature. Um, I'm going to put Derrick Henry in there as well, as far as someone who is so strong, so fast, and still doing it at this age. He's a freak of nature. And talk about Hurts' squatting ability. 
Henry's is up there too. I mean, he Aaron Donald, he's one of the best. Of, uh, right? What? Aaron Donald. True. No, it's I mean, you went all chalk. That's good. All, all great players for sure. All chalk. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go a little outside. So Although uh, Tom did still one of mine, Mac, Max Crosby. Uh, how about Justin Tucker? Um, a kicker. Just dynamic. That dude has been solid for how many yeah. years? And and probably the greatest kicker that we've seen in our lifetime. Yeah, um, and he's, a, he's athletic, dude. He can do a and lot. And he's of athletic as hell. Yeah, dude just doesn't miss. He can kick a 72-yarder if he wanted to. Um, great call. And then I like a little – I'm going to give Tennessee a little love here. Not the Titans, but UT. Little Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, he is dynamic. Dude can run. He can catch the ball. You do not want to face him on the field. He, he's got speed, uh, I mean, agility, everything you want in an offensive weapon. Um, he's a game changer for sure. And one more. This is sneaky. This is the bro push. <laughs> Jason Kelsey as a center. This dude, is he not the best center in football right now? And what he play does, across that line he has before, and just his leadership in the in the whole entire, you know, yeah. locker room and and what he brings, and then the belief that he gives those guys that they will make that first down and dude, it's okay. it's unlike anything I've ever seen. What is the brotherly the shove is ninety eight percent, dude? It, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Everyone knows it's coming, and they can't stop. They it. can't stop it. They it'll can. Be, it'll be gone. And he is, and he's the leader of it. And yep. so mm-hmm. I got to give props to him. Um, Another guy, real real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was telling you guys I've drafted this motherfucker every year, and he always gets hurt. And now he has sixteen total TDs for Miami, and that's Raheem Mostert. Oh yeah, one of the fastest yeah. guys there is. He can also, you know, get his pads down, run between the tackles. Um, he can catch the football. He's always been able to. I mean, he has 21 catches this year, but it's always there, man. He, he can do a lot of different stuff. Um, so big ups to Raheem Mostert, who is not on my fantasy team, which it, sucks. If they ban the brotherly shove, that's such just bullshit. Like, that's like How saying- can they ban? Yeah, that is a legal play. Yeah. Everyone knows it's coming. If you can't stop it, it's your own fault. Like, well, think, think about like, remember the first man. year the Dolphins ran the Wildcat? They'd be like, oh, because they scored four touchdowns. Like, it's oh, like you can't, you can't hike it to a, a, a running back. You can't hike the yeah. ball. To it's like, Shut up! We that's can do that's that's the number one thing they're gonna they're gonna oh, yeah, do. No, you know, I, I, no, I, I in the owners' meetings, they're going to do it. It's just gonna yeah. be bullshit because they're like, oh, <laughs> can't stop it. Well, <laughs> so stupid. It's like the rollback. Have you guys heard? I know you guys aren't golfers, but they're rolling back the the ball flight of a golf. Oh yeah, I don't really understand it, like scientifically. So, but scientifically, they're gonna take away, like if you drive the ball, say, 250 yards, Robbie, 
that's generous for you. Um, if you drive it 250 with a new golf ball that they're proposing, you're going to drive it 230 yards. So is it is it is it essentially like to dumb it down to? Essentially, it's like it's like having a wiffle ball. They can't make ball, courses long enough for the pros, so they're this is their answer. And then they're not only doing it for the pros; all golf balls, including amateurs, are going to be rolled back. So now everyone is going to hit it, you know, twenty yards shorter. So you got to readjust everything, and it's just a that's completely asinine. Well, because a lot of the golf courses now takes it about two twenty-five to clear the the mush in the front, and so now you're gonna have a, like you're gonna have to refigure all the golf courses for amateurs just to be able to land the ball. Well, you change the tee boxes, I guess, for amateurs, but um, pros. The problem was it wasn't you couldn't get courses long enough for the pros because they they would hit it too far, <clears throat> which is okay. You know, technology and they're in the weight room and whatever. Don't punish the entire world because the pros are hitting at 350. Just narrow <laughs> the fairways and put a fucking tree in the middle of the fairway. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's asinine. So, hey, uh, right now, if you can buy every golf ball that is relevant right now, because when they roll them back, they will go shorter. And this you have an advantage against your competition. This oh, reminds wow. me. Of a forever stamp investment. <laughs> Buy as many forever stamps as you can. Right it's now. like beanie babies. It's, it's like beanie babies. Prices. Buy well, all the beanie babies you can. They will be they well will be played. worth something someday. The forever stamp is well played. How, how, how'd you get rich? I invested in forever stamps and golf balls. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, God. Real quick. I want to take over here briefly uh, from one thing Brandon loves in golf to one thing he used to love in the Tennessee Titans. And this is a fascinating subject to me. I, I would say their window was closing every single year and now it's officially closed. I don't think there's any doubt about it, but you know, we, we can go back to, it's just a very complex thing, whether it be the relationship of the Titans with Nashville um, you know, the surprise trade that you guys don't like mentioning out loud. Um, I've never liked Ryan Tannehill, a, a guy that played receiver and had a position change in college. To I know you guys have said you could win with him, but I never saw it. But this was a team, as Robbie said, was in the AFC Championship game, giving the Chiefs all they could three years ago. And now, I what are they? And I was going to ask you both, you know, I'll, I'll start with you, Brandon, that describe what happened to the Tennessee Titans specifically and overall decisions they made. What the hell happened to this team? So the funny thing about NFL is it can change very, very quickly for good or bad, right? Um, mm -hmm. It is unlike college in a sense as, well, now college is actually becoming that way with the fucking transfer portal and all this bullshit. But normally, <laughs> college is not like that. 
so let me preface that. So my thoughts are based on old school college. Uh, NFL, you've got free agencies, you got draft, you got, uh, you know, you can bring in veterans, you can change a team overnight, essentially, right? Um, one, one year you're, you only won four or five games, the next year you're in a playoff. Okay. So we were there. We were in a playoff game. And the Titans were were moving forward. Um, J-Rob looked promising as our GM. Uh, he was dicey. He was, he was ballsy. Like, he made moves, which we all were kind of in for, essentially, in the beginning, because we didn't really know what was going on. Like, he's... He's getting trade capital, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. We got all these draft picks. That great. Looked great on paper. Uh, but th- then he missed on a lot of them. Uh, started to come into question. And then the biggest, um, before this show, Robbie and I were on a live show with Randall when J-Rob stabbed, stabbed, Mike Rabel in the back and traded AJ Brown. By, by the Rabel, way, that was a month, like six or five weeks after the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill. So you can kind of blame Kansas City for that, but the Chiefs won no. a Super Bowl after that. And uh, well, I, and I, it, there were some back conversations that were heard and you know known out here um mike rebel told aj he said as long as i'm the head coach you will always be on this team you'll never be traded and that was that was true in his eyes and then j rob did what he did stabbed him in the back and there's there's video evidence of this when the trade happened he gets up from the war room table like is livid. I mean, just livid. So that was a downfall of the Titans. Titans suck right now. Uh, long story short, Titans suck. Tannehill, he's serviceable. Offensive line's been terrible. Uh, we've missed on last few draft picks. Um, Got to do better. Uh, but can they? It's a time to trade Derrick Henry and Rob. I mean, what are we going to tighten? So, look, we we wanted to trade Derrick Henry last year, but the running back market went to shit. So then we get nothing, right? Now, running back market is shit. Like, what are we going to trade Derrick Henry for? You know, a a popsicle? (laughs) There's nothing we're going to get out of him. We might as well keep him because he's great, right? Like, you're not going to get anything. Eventually, even he will break down. Um, Robbie, same question. I know that you guys, you know, if you could talk about the new stadium, all, all the hike and ticket pricing and everything else, but um, I know that you have a more in-depth, just like Brandon, uh, opinion on this. Yeah, so when we spoke about this Monday in our pre-meeting, I started thinking about it more. Um, I think there's three major turns that's happened in the Titans franchise. Uh, Look, they were the first pro team in Tennessee 
they were beloved here. They were Tennessee's baby. You you converted some Pittsburgh fans, some Bengals fans, some Falcons fans, some Saints fans. Everyone was on board. All in on the Titans. Went to the Super So we played in Memphis for a year, maybe two years. Played in Vanderbilt for a year. First year in the Titans Stadium. Went to the Super Bowl. 99. Can't, can't ask for a better opening act for the Titans in Nashville. They went well, to the Super Bowl, the Music City Miracle year? Yep, the very yeah. first year they were in. Oh, was, yep. was that the Mike Jones tackle? The Yeah. yeah. The forward pass. Yeah. The, the the illegal yeah, that was that was a losing of the one yard to the Rams in Atlanta, so that was oh. the first year of what was Adelphia and now it's Nissan Stadium, so a huge love of fest. So I think the relationship has gone bad on three steps. Step one has been the rise of Nashville as a destination city, and so what used to be ninety ten Titans fans has went to fifty fifty at best. You get you get sure. Raiders, you get yeah. Patriots, you get Buffalo I in totally there. Agree with that. It, it's sixty forty away. Yeah, team. Predators are the the team of Nashville. Yeah, so it's so a, that that was step one. It's a road step, game destination, dude. Yeah. Top five. So I think that was step one of kind of this 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 faulty relationship. Step two was this AJ Brown trade. That this was a Super Bowl. Now, do I think we would have won one? Probably not, because Kansas City was snowing. But we were in the championship game. We had the lead at halftime. And this was a blindsided trade to Vrabel, to the locker room, to everyone. Everybody. So that was step two. And then I think this ultimate, this stadium deal, nobody wants it. And it's a big F you to the loyal fans. And yep. That's 100%. that's that's the three step kind of breakup, or not necessarily a breakup, but the definitely a wedge or a distrust between the fans and the franchise now in 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 Tennessee, at least from my perspective. And Brand, you say you agree, and most of who I talk to agrees with that. Look, the the city does not care about fans. The Titans don't care about fans. This is about a money deal. Yeah. And what they can bring to the city. They're going to have a Super Bowl there eventually. They're going to have all this extra Final you know, revenue all, all coming in. They could care less about the fan that's been there since 99 or the, 2000. The, the NFL, like, they don't give a shit. Hey. And that's a big F you. And it's like, well, F you back. Like, I'm not going. Yeah. yeah. So, so final dagger was the NFL bringing the draft to Nashville. And they saw – Dollar signs. Oh, Nashville yeah. did. Everyone did, and they well, said, and then and what they did to pay for the stadium is they raised the taxes for the locals in Davidson County, and then now your hotel tax. You know, you get that fee, that hotel, you know, fee that you get on the end of yeah. it. There's going to be an extra seven or eight dollars on that now in Nashville because you got to pay for that damn stadium. Right. Schools, so education, there, football stadium. Yeah. Well, what makes more money, the schools or the football stadium, Raj? Come and, on. And, and if people aren't familiar with Nashville, Davidson County, where where the stadium is and where the where the tides are, 
there's tons of business tax, but income tax is uh, over in Brandon's tax bracket. And those kind of, it's Franklin, Brentwood, Cool Springs, you know. But it, it's expensive. It, 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 I, I, and all they did was add more. It, it is, it's ridiculous. And I feel sorry for, well, you know, if you live there, you know what's up. So, yeah, it, it's one of those things like, it, I am I am literally intrigued to, to to see like the the new stadium. It's going to be awesome. It's going to cost two billion dollars. Like it's going to be nice. It's and true. you're going to walk in there and you're going to be like, "Hey, this is amazing." But it it has a price on the Titans' experience that I'm not sure they're ever going to get back. Yeah, like and as a as a loyal fan, local, I've been here since uh, I've had season tickets since '04. Right. Mm-hmm. So not 99, 99 is when they came in, but Oh, four, that's pretty, wow. that, that's a long time. I just put my PSLs up for sale like two days ago. Wow. Um, I'm not going to pay 30 grand to go sit in the same seats. They, they raised the Little. tickets already this year. And it's like, what kind of product are you putting out? You're going to charge me $700 and I paid it. I went ahead and renewed the tickets obviously, but another set like I, I paid an extra seven hundred dollars i haven't even been to a game yet this year not one game i'm i'm bleeding money out like it's stupid like get a better product on the field before you're going to ask for 30 grand you know for two seats it's just stupid that's insane sorry i'll get off my soapbox no man i asked the question because that was a team right there with the, the greatest player in the league and the window just shut and it shut, you know, very fast. Window's and, done. It's over for sure. And we wasted Henry's talent. He was the best running right. back in the league. And, and it sucks. Like, it sucks for him. We had Henry and A.J. Brown. And he, Taylor DeWan, like, if he could have stayed healthy. I, I, do, I do think his surgery was a little bit – screwed up like well, there's no way he should have torn his acl again after that same well, acl same knee and, and we know we just have a reputation of being a bad franchise and and because look we're we're one of the few states with no income tax you would think free agents would be look nashville's a fun city if you are a young it's a fun city wherever but if you are a young single man uh, that's rich. Uh, you, you can have as much fun as you want to. There's no income capital tax. of the world now. Yeah, like there. You know, Vegas. it's it's one of those things. Like Nashville should be attracting good free agent talent, but we're not. We we are getting people at the end of the road. The Julio Joneses, the Randy Mosses. Like, there's just well, they some- try to bring in big names like that when they're they're on their way. It's it's so dumb and predictable. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, can't we just draft somebody that's good and let them create their own name here? And uh, not what about Traylon Burks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, yeah. I'm, I'm just glad I'm on the podcast with Raiders and Detroit's fans because y'all get the, the frustration of missing on first round draft picks. Oh Dude, my God. we have missed on, we've missed on the last like seven. Like, it's, it's so, 
that, that you know that's that should be an off off season show. Is just let's talk about first round draft pick history. It's, just it's insulting for hey, you guys to as, compare yourself uh, to the Raiders. Worst draft pick, it's not even worst game. first round draft pick in history, goes to the Titans. Isaiah Wilson. <laughs> Jamarcus Russell, dude. Yeah, no, Ross is Leatherwood two years ago was out of football. Hey, Isaiah Wilson literally played one play in the NFL. He was a first round draft pick. Raj is trying to pull the George Costanza of, we are the king of idiots. Do not insult me by even comparing yourself to me. The king of idiots. And we you guys made it back up with Jeffrey Simmons, who sat out a year, came in, and, and suddenly is a Pro Bowl or future Hall of Famer. It looks like so. So uh, shut up. Simmons is is good, and that was God. What five, four or five years ago? I was at the. It was when the draft was in Nashville. I was there on Broadway, and I watched us draft Simmons. It was great. Uh, anyway, let's let's move on. We we're digressing here. We're almost to an hour. Uh, let's go to our bet your nuts segment here. What do you think? It's time for bet your nuts. All right, we're going to start off first. Uh, Indy at Cincy. Hmm. This is the battle of the backups here. Uh, Mr. Joe Cool, Joe Burrow, as Robbie would call him, a bum, is not playing out for the season. And then we got the the Colt killer over here. So, uh Tom, who do you got? Cincy's plus one here. It's at Cincy. What do you think? I, I think we saw a lot from Jake Browning on um, Monday night. He really, what was he, 32 of 37, threw, uh, threw for over 300 yards. Had some very reasonable numbers. Just out of nowhere. And um, Mixon did his thing. Jamar Chase had a big game. This is at home. Uh, I don't think the Colts play as good on the road. Uh, Minshew Mania has been rolling, but I, I think the home crowd, I think Jake Browning's kind of dialed in with that offense. Uh, I like the Bengals here. Money line? Yeah. It's plus one, so. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I love that, too. All right, Rob? Um, Colts have won four in a row. They're sneakily seven and five. Speaking of the Titans disaster, every team in the AFC South is a playoff contender except for the Titans. I, uh, Bengals are six and six in the ten spot. Don't They're a game don't back. Like, don't. This this is a intriguing game of what would usually be no name teams. Uh, I'm going to go. The Colts keep this winning streak alive. Bengals are minus twenty seven point differential on this on the season. Colts plus four. Colts are more balanced. I'm going Colts. That's a skewed line. And if you're listening, Titans uh, front office, sell Robbie to the uh, 
forty thousand dollars for the two tickets because he will buy in. <laughs> so, all right, Roush, what do you got? I mean, can we talk about the job that Shane Steichen has, has done, uh, or Steichen, I can never pronounce his name, as the head coach at Indianapolis this year? I mean, just, you know, getting Richardson kind of winning with him and then completely different style of quarterback. Look what he did with Gardner Minshew. Yep, he, he was the offensive coordinator with the Eagles. Um, you know, Taylor is having issues, goes down and whines a lot. Zach Moss comes in. Um, just adjustments on the fly. My homeboy, former USC Trojan, Michael Pittman Jr. They drafted Josh Downs. Um, you know, it's a big next man up. And the defense has been great. You know, Zaire Franklin is Zaire Franklin. But um, Shaq Leonard, DeForest Buckner, they, they have put together a former Michigan guy, uh, Quiddy Pay. Um, dude, they, they have put together a solid team. And I don't think Browning is going to play the way he did after listening to the hype all week. And that was a one-time thing. I will take the Indianapolis Colts as well. I was going to say, long story short, that's the Colts all day. Uh, so <laughs> let's yeah, I move talk on. About coach of the year, man. Uh, I got Cincy here. Um, I, I think there's a little bit of magic there with with their QB. Uh, and I don't want Indy to win anything. So, yeah, I got Cincy. Uh, all right, next. Let's go back to you, Raj. We got the, the Browns. Jags at the Browns. This is Browns defense. No Lawrence Browns. Playoff positioning game between these teams. What are you thinking wow. here? Browns are minus three. This is a big I'm game. Not, I'm going it's a big game. I'm going Cleveland. I love that short answer. All right. We're going to move before you elaborate. Uh, Rob. <laughs> oh, this one's tough. Um, is Lawrence been officially ruled out, or is he still day to day? He's not playing for he's probably not. two or three weeks. Yeah, he's got a good one. Lawrence is not playing. Um, I guess I'm going Browns then, but yeah, give me Browns. Are you going Bafford or what is was it Connor Bafford or CJ Bethard? Yeah, whatever. CJ Bethard. Same yeah. thing. Connor Bafford, oh. CJ Bethard, whatever. Connor Bafford. Yeah, give me the Browns. <laughs> but I'm not a dog. Uh, this is a game that is going to be ugly. It's going to be a field goal uh, contest. Uh, and the Browns defense, Miles Garrett, is going to get all over Bethard and the Houston. Uh, Texans will win the AFC South crown. Uh, give me the Browns in this game. Oh, mm, you guys make a great out of here. Okay. I, um, I'm going to have to go with Connor Brown or Connor Bathard or whatever. DJ Bathard. <laughs> yeah, I like you call whatever him Connor Bathard. Yeah. Connor Bathard. Um, <laughs> give Not me Connor Stallions. Give me uh, him to screw it up and lose. So I'm going to take the Browns. Is, is, is Deshaun Watson the dude. Browns? 
He's out for the year. He's he's out for the year. He, so, he right actually now, opened up a new uh, massage parlor. Uh, <laughs> Joe Flacco. Captain Rubberbug. That's the name of it. DTR, yeah. the old uh, UCLA quarterback. But yeah. Hey, give me Joe Flacco. Dude, give me Joe Flacco. the number one defense in football, considering all of that crap, like yards allowed, dude, like 200. Joe Flacco is a veteran. He can lead a team and manage the game. Like he's not going to win it, but he With can. That manage defense. The game. All you got to do that is not defense, make mistakes. Give me Joe. Solid Flacco. offensive line for sure. All right, let's move on to the Bills and the Chiefs, which should have been a great matchup. But is this just kind of a blah game now? Like both teams are kind of shitty. It, it it's is this the uh, Taylor Swift effect going on here, or or what are we looking at, Rob? Let's yeah, go to you first. Uh, no, it's not a blah game. It's still got tons of star power. Uh, it's gonna be how you watch, but no, give me the Bills. Like I said before, the Chiefs are in disarray. They're not paying attention to football. Taylor's messing up the entire season. Messing up my season. Um, give me the Bills plus two and a half on the road. All right, uh, Tom. What do you think? Yeah, I th- this is this is uh, the season on the line for Buffalo. They lose Sunday, it's done. Season's over with. Um, I like how they went into Philly and gave them everything they can handle, um, and I think they do the same. Uh, Josh Allen uh, is going to take revenge on not getting the ball in OT a couple years ago in the AFC Championship game. Uh, this number at uh, two and a half for the Chiefs tells me that uh, Vegas has no confidence in it, them. Is, so, is Taylor going to be there? Do we know yet? Who knows? Uh, who she'll knows. be there, I'm sure. Uh, so I like, I like, I like Buffalo in this game. Hey, so live right now, the line has moved to one and a half. Oh yeah, there you uh, go. Chiefs. So okay, even um, more so. Raj, even more so. What are your thoughts? Man, the Chiefs have not lost two in a row in a very, very long time, and definitely not this year. I do like Buffalo. They tend to come in and just kind of assert Bill's football and basically Josh Allen and and Diggs, and Allen becomes triple-dimensional, and they do what they do, but I don't know. I just cannot see – after hearing it all last week and losing, you know, to Jordan Love. And, and I just see Kansas City doing what they do. Um, a very fast team. Pacheco, watch for him to go off. I will take the Chiefs uh, and the two and a half. Did you say Pacheco just because he's on your fantasy team? <laughs> Potentially, but he—he's also been a—he's also been no, amazing. I, I listen. I agree. Um, look, the Chiefs—they've been, you know, kind of Jekyll and Hyde this year. They—they they, one one game they look dominant. They should win the whole thing, and then the next game they, you know, lose to Jordan Love. It's just—it's crazy. Uh, yeah. But that's the NFL, right? But you give me the Chiefs at home in Arrowhead. Don't it's an it. afternoon game. Do uh, 
the fans are going to be rowdy. They're tailgating all day. Give me a home stadium. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. They're a mess. Don't do it. The Chiefs. They still have Andy Reid. Well, when I'm even going to say Lone about Wolf? 10 points. Chiefs oh. will win by 10. Lone Wolf? Josh Allen. He is struggling right now. Stefan Diggs wants to trade. He 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 wants to trade. He doesn't want to stay on that team. Can we, can we get a disclaimer? Don't actually bet your nuts on what, this. What do they have? <laughs> what, what, what are the what are the no, bills? No, the, bills are, the bills are terrible too. But the Chiefs are in disarray. But Andy Reid can pull them back in. I believe in Andy Reid. I believe in Patrick Mahomes. As long as Taylor Swift doesn't come to the game, the Chiefs win. Hey, uh, hey, Chain! Don't don't forget about my Rashi Rice pick. Fifty-two receptions, almost six hundred yards, and five TDs for a rookie. Uh, he's been solid. really solid, dude, and that dude can fly. That is pretty solid. All right, next we have the Broncos and the Chargers. You boys lived in San Diego. You were Chargers fans, if there are any in the world. Oh, no. um, there are none that I know of, but you guys are the closest thing. I know. So what do you think? Let's go to you first, Raj. Uh, are there going to be any Chargers fans in the stadium? Uh, probably about 11. Um, I have Herbert in another league, and he has killed me. Uh, last week he had less than six points against the Jets and their 6 nothing win or whatever the hell it was. Um, now, Denver's secondary, although they have players and they're dirty as hell, is ranked towards the bottom of the league. But, um, you know, even though he's a dick, uh, I'll take Sean Payton and, uh, you know, Denver to bounce back. And, and they're just better coached uh, right now. I mean, definitely. And uh, I think the Broncos will pull out another uh, ugly game. Okay. Rob, um, yeah. First of all, if you actually gamble on this game, you have you call you need to stop watching this show and call that hotline on the back of your player's card <laughs> because this these teams are two unpredictable teams. Jesus, <laughs> I'm actually, well, because I'm gonna gamble on it, I need to call my card number. Yeah, but, which uh, player's card are you referring to? Because uh, we need to get points. Yeah, if we're gonna drop a name here, uh, are we doing? Well, use your gut and do the opposite. I go. I, I gamble with Caesars. Uh, although I haven't I'm tried sure to get that yet. Points, please. Uh, man, I don't know. This is literally flip a coin. I guess Denver because they're on the road and LA is just getting points because they're the home team. And it's not really a home game. Just, yeah, give me Denver. No logical reason why. No analysis. Just. Okay. Tom, what do you got? Uh, at the conclusion of this game, they are going to void out Brandon Staley's uh, oh, yeah. key card to get in and out <laughs> of SoFi. He is dead man dead, walking. Dead man Might walking. as well send him away. A couple weeks early, so he can make his moving plans, his vacation plans, because that team stinks. 
and there's going to be about 60,000 uh, rabid Bronco fans in L.A. to watch Russell Wilson pick apart that defense. I don't trust the Chargers. I don't trust uh, maybe not necessarily Justin Herbert because he's got no offensive line. Uh, and if it's not Austin Eckler, uh, they're screwed. Now, give me, give me the raid or the the Broncos because they're fighting for their playoff playoff lives, and uh, we got them here next Saturday night at Ford Field. So, go Broncos! So much individual talent on that Chargers team every year, and every year they fuck it up. That's the Chargers. That's just that's what yeah. they do. That's, that's what, what they, they do. do. That's what they've always done. No, I I agree. Um, I mean, I if you look back, what was it, week four maybe when uh, the Broncos were one and three? Maybe it was week five where they were one and four. I don't I don't know something of that nature. Russell's like, you know, it's 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 a long season. You know, our, our best seasons yet ahead of us or whatever he said, blah, blah, blah. Hey, that dude has stepped up. He has stepped up and with lesser talent around him than what the Chargers are showing. And give me the Broncos all day. The Chargers are, are a shit show. Like you said, they're, they're, there's probably six one-man teams on the Chargers right now that – you know, could play great and elite anywhere else, but not not in San Diego. So um, there's not going to be a Chargers fan there that's really a fan. Uh, it's it's in SoFi, so everyone's going to go from you know Hollywood to you know Denver's going to be there. So uh, give me give me Denver all day. Um, let's go next to. The big matchup, the biggest one of the weekend, in my opinion, Philly and Dallas. And we all said our our five here earlier. Some of us had Dallas ahead. Some of us had Philly ahead. Well, I'll say some of us. I'm the only one that had Dallas ahead, but that's okay. Uh, I did. I didn't do it. Yeah, I did. No, Roger didn't have Philly in his top five. I forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Hurts hey, hurt. That's means, even better. Uh, it's even better that you Jalen Hurts hurt. Uh, I didn't count him this week. All so right, this is on. this is this is probably the one week we're gonna find out who these teams really are. Yeah. Um, can Dallas beat a winning team? Can Philly bounce back from a really ugly ugly loss at home, albeit weather, but nonetheless they got. They got mollywopped at home. Um, <laughs> again, I'll go back to Jalen Hurts. I think there's something there. There's a there there, and it's affected his way that he's 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 handled the position, his inability to run. Um, yes, Shane Steichen is no longer there. That offense has changed, and I think it's really catching up to them. So uh, I like – Micah Parsons to get to Jalen Hurts all day long here. Uh, Dak does what he needs to do. Uh, give me the Cowboys here to kind of cement themselves and, and possibly make their run at, at a uh, NFC East crown. 
Raj, I'll ask you this. I know it's a big game, right? Dallas, Philly. But don't these teams seem pretty similar at this point? Like they're they're hyped up. They're big QB, uh, you know, should beat everybody. And then they lose just weird games. So what what's going on here? What do you think? Yeah, it it's you're absolutely right though. Uh you know uh dominant big receivers. Um both teams love to have running backs catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh yeah, defensive line, a lot of speed across, Reddick on one side, Parsons on the other. Um both will blitz the hell out of you. So yeah, that I mean that's a great take. And right now, you know, Dallas is six and zero at home. Um, however, they haven't played the toughest competition in the world. That being said, they're going to score points. And from what I've seen with Jalen Hurts, even though I I think this is one of those games where you, you want to take Philly every time because Dallas will just pull a pull a Romo and somehow fuck it up. But um, although Philly will probably still win the division, I, I'm going to take. Dallas in this game. Um, I'm not sure what the over is at. Three and a half is quite a bit. Yeah. I'm hoping the public. Oh. I'm hoping the public brings it down a little bit with with the Philly love and and hopefully get it at three or two and a half. And I I will take Dallas. They're just playing better football right now. Although Tony Pollard has not been what we expected. And he really benefited from the big back in Ezekiel Elliott because he has uh, been highly frustrating. So um, they're going to be a little one-dimensional, but I will take the Cowboys. Yeah, Rob, on that segue, um, let's throw a little Tony Pollard-Zeke question in here. Like, how good was Tony Pollard with Zeke? Right, like he was that change-up guy. Uh, Zeke was known for, you know, in between the the tackles, like get that hard yard, whatever. Uh, now Tony Pollard just doesn't seem to be able to handle that kind of weight. Uh, and is this a fluffed game? Like, what are these two teams? Um, the Pollard Zeke. I think it's a question of uh kind of how spears comes in for henry like when zeke's in there the defense knows what to expect so they're geared in on the run game whenever pollard's in there there's a passing element and a running element so it, it spreads out the line right and so the linebackers have to spread out and prepare for the pass so it's just a different defense you're looking at and so uh, if you can run a quick sub for Zeke out, Pollard in, and the defense doesn't have time to adjust or they don't want to adjust, then you get a little mismatch there. So I think that's kind of where the two-level backs come in. Um, as far as this game of fluff, I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be back and forth. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, you like the over 51 and a half? I do. I do. I do and, too. And I think that I trust Jalen Hurts more than I trust Dak. Hmm. 
if this was three points, I have this this hook. And if you're betting it while this hook's available, if you're betting, if you're thinking the Eagles, bet now because you don't want this hook to go away. But I just think Philly's a better team, and this is where the schedule we talked about earlier comes in. Philly, off of that tough stretch, kind of gave up in the second half. Was was there a reason for this? When rest, win the division, let's get through and let's get healthy. Um, I think there's more psychological thinking into winning, lo- winning and losing football games than most people do. So uh, give me the Eagles. I think they come out ready. Uh, also, Jerry World's similar to what the Falcon Stadium is, what the Titan Stadium is. It's a home field advantage, but it's also a destination. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree there. Um, so typically you get three points right for being at home. Mm-hmm. So they're a half a point favorite, which is about right. Like these two teams, I, I had them in, I had Cowboys three, Eagles four in my top five. Um, so they're they're right there neck and neck. To me, they're very, very similar teams. Um, the way they operate, the, the offensive line, uh, both of them are great. Defense is great. Uh, quarterback, both of them are great. So it's it's going to be a battle. I like the Cowboys in this one just because they're at home. So I give them that 3.9. Um, but it's going to be a battle. I'm, I'm anxious to see this one. Um, well, that wraps up our uh, bet your nuts. So uh, let's go to final thoughts. Um, final words. Sorry, excuse me. Final thoughts on my docket here. Uh, so final thoughts. Let's start with you, Tom. Uh, what do you make of this season with the NFL? And, you know, what are your final thoughts on some of these close games coming in? You're on mute. Sorry, guys. Uh, this season's been really wild, uh, very unpredictable. Teams you thought were going to run away aren't. Um, so uh, people are coming down to earth, and, and I think that's expected at this point in time. But really what I want to say is I hit on this in a, a previous broadcast. Um, Lions fans are terrible. Plain and simple, terrible. They've got a 9-3 and three football team. And all I hear on Sports Talk Radio is uh, how they should do this and how they should do that. And I, I don't like the way things are going. And it's doom and gloom. It's no different at 9-3 and three than it was at 1-8 uh, or 1-10 or 3-13 or 0-16. It, it's just – it boggles my mind, the fan – base in this city that completely jumps off the bandwagon at at the first sign of some problems. This is a team that is doing better than expected. I don't think anybody thought that they were going to be where they're at right now. Yes, there was a lot of hype, but the reality is they're a very young team and they've dealt with a lot of injuries. And be happy that they're nine and three. Be happy that they're going to win the NFC North for the first time 
in over 30 years. Be happy that they're going to get a home playoff game. And for the first time since 1991, these these fans get on my nerves. It pisses me off. Uh, if they were to win one more game, hey, you know what? That's one more game than they won last year. Uh, it's a success. It's a winning season. Be happy. Respect the process. Brad Holmes has turned this program around with Dan Campbell. Sheila Hemp Ford, the owner, has done wonders. Live in the now. Appreciate what you have because you could be like Tennessee. You could be like Arizona. You could be like some of these other teams that that are struggling. Be happy. Appreciate Thank it. you for the subtle words. There, yeah, Tom. unnecessary shot. I applaud you, Tom. Ahead, no, I just mean there's there's yeah. there's a lot of this, uh, uncertainty with Tennessee. I, 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 feel the same with, I, feel, I feel the same way with Tennessee basketball fans. I feel the same way with Tennessee fans, period. <laughs> Tennessee fans um, are the worst. Dude, you want to you rival some Lions fans, Tennessee fans, they will – they will praise you one day and hang you the next. Yep. It is that's, that's unbelievable. Here. That's here. Unbelievable. It's, it's as if these witness. teams owe, owe them something, right? For them yeah, jumping on a just, bandwagon like you like, owe me. It is such bullshit. It's, yeah. It pisses me off. So anyway. That's what, quickly, my little one asks, like, Dad, why are you a Raiders fan? Don't they stink? And I'm like, look, bud, it's it's called loyalty. If I could switch, and if I could have switched, I would have done it decades ago. Uh, but that's just not how I roll, and he won't either. Uh, but hopefully, he won't like the Raiders. But anyways, um, all choices: the is, Titans or Falcons. So. I, I mean, <laughs> pick Jordan Love for all I care. Yeah. Um, no, the the thing I was going to say that I found interesting is in the last twelve matchups. Dallas is eight and four against the Eagles, including five and zero oh at home. For what that's worth, so uh, the few of us that do like Dallas, it's kind of interesting. The Eagles have not played great in Jerry World. Yeah, I I can see that, but you know you can throw statistics out the window. Um, especially... I want to keep them inside the window, though. Yeah, I know you do. All right. Uh, That's what I do. Yes, so it's it's our NFL show, so I'm keeping it NFL-related. Look, the NFL has a problem on its hands, and I think they see it coming, but I'm not sure they fully grasp it. Why I think they see it coming is they keep making the rules for offense to be easier and easier. Um. To, to score, move the game. But the problem they have, there's not 15 people in the world that can play quarterback at an NFL level. And so you've only got 10 to 12 teams that can win this thing. And the rest is just struggling to stay alive. And, 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 and that's without injuries. Once you combine injuries – there's only like six players that come. So I don't know if, what the answer is. I don't know if it's make it even easier to play quarterback. I don't know how you do that, but these guys, I, I don't know if you widen the field. Something has to happen to where 
some of these games are just trash to watch and putting them on Thursday night, this short week is even worse. Like by no means is NFL in, in financial trouble, but from just a long-term perspective, I don't know if, if it's model more the college game where more people play quarterback, but there's just half the league sucks. And that's not, it's, 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 it's moving more to the NBA than it is moving towards, I don't know, the MLB where more teams can win if that's even possible. But something's a little off with the NFL right now, and they need to figure it out. Yeah, it, it's such a fast transition, and that's what surprised me about Stroud uh, versus Bryce Young. You know, I thought they'd be sort of equal, but the game has slowed down for C.J. Stroud now they have better offensive lines right away, and that's a rare, rare thing. Yeah. He has been spectacular, yeah, but, but he is an anomaly. Yeah, and Herbert was like that originally as well. But, yeah, for every one or two of those guys, there's 15 that take five years, unless you're in the Green Bay model, you know, if at all, that they figure it out. And, and these are with pro quarterback rules. It's just uh, – Bigger, faster, stronger. But you're absolutely right that that I don't know how you can make it any more friendly for quarterbacks. But uh, it, the speed of the game is is just head on it. Like, you know, kids are getting dizzy out there. I, but, I, I, interesting I, take. I honestly think we're not too far away from a one Mississippi, two Mississippi rule. Then you can rush the quarterback, like. <laughs> If no. that happens, no. On that can. note, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but it, you're exactly like there's anomalies out there. Like RG three was that guy. Like his his first year in the NFL was phenomenal, right? And then, I mean, obviously he's a different type of quarterback than CJ. He ran the ball more, and you know all this. But coaches will figure that out, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing about CJ. He is a prototypical NFL quarterback. He's a pocket guy, and he can move outside the pocket and make plays. He is throw first, not run, but he can run. Like, he only had 33 rushing yards at Ohio State, and that happened in the last two games of the season. Um, That is a guy that wants to throw the ball. He does not want to run. and you see that it's it's crazy. It's an anomaly. Ohio State does not produce quarterbacks that transition well in the NFL. Caleb Williams is a very similar player, by the way. Uh-huh. Caleb Williams is is a very similar player, and he, you know, I think got a kind of a raw deal. I don't know what happened with his team, but he's going to be great in the NFL. Like he oh, yeah. sits in the pocket, he's great. Um, I think he'll transition very very well in the NFL. Hundred percent. But anyway, I digress. Uh, it was a great show, boys. Um, we'll be back next week. And uh, make sure you guys like, subscribe, and follow all of our feed, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, when we count down, can we count one Mississippi, two Mississippi? Yeah, one Mississippi. Yeah, you two. You got, you guys, you got, you got, you guys, you guys assume it won't happen. There's a reason why they put the Pro Bowl on every year, and we and people watch it. It is offensive. It, it, it's showing you what the future is going to be. Mm. 
No, uh, right, right. That's reckless speculation. I just find this <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, then. Um, all right, boys. To uh, me, the host, Brandon, Tom, Rob, Raj. We'll see you guys next time. I think Rhode Island. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of Reckless Speculation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube searching Reckless Speculation. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of Reckless Speculation. Cheers. Cheers.